Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome back into another edition of the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. It is Wednesday, September 9th, episode 134. And Zach, we've got some fantasy football to play. It is time. Week one is here, and we never thought we'd get here. I mean, from the start of uh, the calendar year until now, everything that's happened and, and football is back. I never thought the NFL season would be played. And our next guest is someone who I also think had some doubts about the season. Jake Standifer of Kemp's crew, are you surprised that we are here in the first game? The NFL season kicks off, what, less than 24 hours from now. How, how surprised are you, Jake? It's uh, surreal. I, I cannot believe this is happening, but uh, it's a great surprise. Jake, let's not waste any time because this is, like you said, ahead of week one. We wanted to bring you back. You did your mock draft, your annual mock last week. So we wanted to have you come on and do sort of a draft recap of your picks, of your mock draft. Uh, but before we do that, let's just kind of do a quick draft night recap of some of the stuff that was separate from the picks. Uh, some, some things that were not related to the actual drafting of players. Um, to me, it kind of felt like a quiet night just because of, I don't, I don't know, what, Zach, can you explain maybe, did you have any reason why you think it was sort of quiet? There were no shark facts, no sound boards. What, what do you think happened? Yeah, well, I just think it has to do with being in the gym. We're, we're further away than usual. Uh, and then also this year we were even further away than typical, um, you know, six at least six feet apart all the tables so everybody was really spaced out um but i did write down a, a couple of things that I, that did happen that were notable yeah let's hear it you want to hear it so <clears throat> uh just a couple of things that cracked me up were uh, first of all jordan i Watson was the first one to draft a player um before it was his turn which did happen a few times but uh <laughs> he, he did that before the west coast wombats um james and blake did play some music did you guys hear that i did it was very faint but yeah i do remember hearing that yeah, i don't even know what it was it was so it was strange um but then in the fifth round they were very confused back there and the time was running out and i looked back at them and they both shrugged their shoulders and flipped a bottle cap to decide their fifth round pick did you see this I know i missed it who did they end up picking do you remember i, I don't know but i I, li- I mean i watched them flip um a cap to decide their fifth round pick sean watson not a bad cap flip yeah yeah um daniel jones went right before the idp's round 11 pick that was that was wrong tragic Uh, that was wrong um and then uh what else did i hear oh yeah kevin was smack talking jordan i wanted in a little bit asking him if the eagles still had a football team i enjoyed that moment as well Wow. Yeah, I missed a lot of that. I, I think the difference this year, Jake, maybe you'll agree, is I think people were all in the same boat. I don't know anybody that came into this year's draft feeling like super prepared or like they felt like they knew what they were doing. I think everybody was just kind of quieter this year because everyone was just like heads down looking at their their boards they had printed out. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't I don't know who to take here. Did you see did you sense a lot of confusion, Jake? Yeah, I think <clears throat> nobody really knew where they were at. And so uh, the song that James played had something to do with wake up or something like that. Cause I remember it was super quiet for several minutes. There was no sounds being made. You would hear a few sniffles, a few like, you know, throats clearing, but it was like easily the most boring draft that I can remember 
and that's not a knock on on anybody it was just sure. i think that we were all just kind of lost yeah plus that chatterbox chase god not being there i mean that that explains a lot of the the drop in volume <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i um, it, you know it it really wasn't a year for a lot of like like I don't remember hearing a lot of sighs when somebody's pick got taken right before them. I do remember there was an exception though uh, when Suggs took Patrick Mahomes before Kevin got the chance. I didn't really hear Kevin make a noise, and Jake, you can probably speak to this because he sat beside him. But I immediately looked to Kevin, and you could tell he was pretty bummed that he couldn't get his guy Patrick Mahomes. I can confirm he was bummed. <laughs> I mean- so. I couldn't, we couldn't hear anything on our side. So I think it just has a a lot to do with being as far apart as we were. Right. And I got seated at the loudest table possible. I mean, it was me and the two God brothers. So I just, you know, (laughs) the volume was under control, you know, out of control. Yeah. Uh, But one thing though, I mean, I mentioned Suggs earlier. One thing I wrote down in my notes, Suggs had a really good idea at one point, just kind of randomly tossed this out there. He, he asked, should we have a, in the future, a 10 second rapid fire round? where you have to make your, make your pick in under 10 seconds. What did you guys think of that, Zach? Yeah, I, I like it. I think that uh, we should do something like that, just to have fun. Um, and, and during that time, obviously, we're not going to wait for Angela to type in the names. We'll just write it all down. Yep. And I think we we have a break immediately after that. I you love know, it. A little five-minute break. So rapid fire, um, put your picks in, and then everybody take a break. And then we'll enter them during the break or something like that. So I, I really enjoyed that. I will say the other things I, I, you know, it may have been quite during the draft, but that first round was absolutely hilarious um, with the West Coast Wombats with the T-shirt thing, and then Suggs getting up and, and basically denouncing John from the the uh, team. I, I, I liked people getting up and announcing sure. their own picks. Like even James, I didn't even know what to expect, but him just even saying his the player for the Almond brothers at that pick, that was all uh, hilarious, I thought. So I really – I thought that was probably one of the most entertaining first rounds. That was good. I really – like, I thought Suggs was just, like, putting on a show. And then at one point, like, John was going to kick the middle doors through and bust in, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin or something. I thought that was going to happen. And I, then again, I was not surprised at all that he left the league. I mean, was he ever really part of the league? <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I mean – we're not surprised here. Yep. Yeah. So I and then one last thing before we get into to Jake's draft grades, Zach, what was the the audit of the leftover food like compared to other years? How much food was left behind? I thought you know this year was really good. There was no pizza left. There was no chicken left. Um, just a little bit of Rotel, few cookies left over. I thought everything was pretty good for the most part. I'm definitely open to you know hearing people's opinions on the food. Um, so, you know, send me a text or something like that if you think we need to change something. But uh, I thought it went pretty well. What about you? Yeah, same. I mean, you know, I I think I told Jeff at one point, this is the first year that I've ever actually had his ice cream. I've been hearing about it. Oh, whoa. And I realized what I do every year is I don't take a break during the, the breaks. I just sit at my table and I that's like the names that I have not crossed off. I use the break time to like double check to make sure I'm keeping up. And so I, I've never gotten up to go get ice cream. And then oh, this wow. year I was like, no, we're gonna we're gonna make a point to do it. I was sitting right next to Jeff, so if I didn't have ice cream, he would have seen me. And uh, yeah, he got to experience me experiencing his ice cream in real time. And he was kind of like looking at me like with those eyes, like, what do you think? What do you think? And I was like, man, it lives up to the hype. It was great. It's a guaranteed playoff uh, berth for you by doing so. I hope so, man, because I need it. 
Um, hey, let's not waste any more time, Jake. Let's get right into your uh, mock draft. So first of all, I don't know if you guys look at it like I do, but once the teams, and by the way, Zach, well done, record record timing and getting the the players loaded into Yahoo, in my opinion. Like, I don't think we've ever had a draft where by the time we, we leave the building, they're already in Yahoo. So well done there. Uh, the Yahoo draft grades were available right away as well. And who do you guys think, have you guys looked at this already, if, who everyone, where everyone finished? Yeah, I mean, I look at it, you know, when it, whenever it comes in, but I don't, I mean, <laughs> it's just something to read. I don't put too much stock into what Yahoo has to say. Uh, on the draft grade, but yeah, it's always fun to look at. I hope it means nothing because I had the worst draft according to Yahoo, a C, a C grade, and then in first place, the best draft grade were the were the uh, the couple that was sitting at my table, uh, Tecmo Power Runners with an A minus grade. And so, Jake, with that info in mind, um, when we look at your mock draft based on what you talked about last week, what was your overall grade? How many picks did you get right? And uh, what do you think of, of the first round? Uh, so I went five for 14. Uh, I felt like this year uh, I didn't do very well. So I should have stuck with my original guns when I went through my first draft. Um, I think Greg taking Zeke, uh, that should have been obvious. But I kind of put too much stock in him being a Vikings fan. Yep. Uh, kind of threw that one away. I knew the IDPs was going to take a wide receiver. Uh, I had him taking Derrick Henry just because it was uh, like a Titans thing. And they took Michael Thomas, as I originally thought. And uh, I just felt like uh, I could have done better. So you did call, though. The one thing you, you got right was three wide receivers being selected in the first round. I, you know, I was thinking draft night would probably only be like two um, but you got the three receivers there in the first round. Where do you think it all went wrong, though? Like, what was the kink in the wrench pick that that kind of ruined everything? Yeah, it was it was Greg at number three. I felt like if I would have nailed that one, everything kind of would have fell into place. Um, Jordan, I taking Derrick Henry was a little bit of a surprise because I thought that he would have taken uh, Dalvin Cook there. Um, you taking Austin Eckler was a, a big surprise. Uh, I really thought that you probably could have waited and gotten him second. I knew Mahomes was going to go to some to somebody in the first round. I thought it was going to be Kevin, but Suggs ended up taking him, which kind of surprised me. So there are some kinks in those chains for sure. Zach, you were not at all surprised that I took Austin Eckler. I mean, do you kind of do you do you see how like I probably wouldn't have gotten him on the back end, or you think maybe it was a reach there at, at nine overall? No, I did not think you'd get him on the back end coming back for sure. So right. you had to take him then if you wanted him, and and uh, we knew you wanted him. Look, I know in the future now. I, I'm, you know, I I'm gonna try with everything I have to not to 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 win the pick'em challenge because picking nine is the worst. Like I I remember for the league meeting when I got nine because I was like the second name out of the hat or whatever, and I remember thinking to myself oh, this is going to be bad. Or maybe, no, I remember thinking this is, this can't be that bad. And then draft night, I was like, this is awful. Like, I, every pick I made was a reach because it had to be. Like, if a guy I wanted was, his ADP was 10 or 15 slots down, I had to just take him there. I think that kind of dictated the draft. But in that first round in the mocks, um, you know, who, who were some picks that just made sense for the player? Did you think maybe Jordan would have gone with, a, a huge reach and taking a, an Eagles player like Miles Sanders 
what were some picks that you just you nailed? Well, you know, Mahomes going in the first round is kind of a big call. So um, even though I got the player or the manager wrong, I still think that I kind of went out on a limb there because it's it's a huge risk taking a quarterback in the first round, even if they're Patrick Mahomes. So uh, I felt like I did well there. Um, WCW taking Kamara, nailed that one. Um, Allman Brothers taking Miles Sanders, got that one. Uh, I knew that Joe Mixon was going to fall to me. I called it on the podcast, and I, I picked him. Uh, the Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill kind of swapped a little bit, but I'm pretty sure I got those um, 13, 14 picks. They just kind of crossed a little bit. All right, so let's let's look at the draft overall outside of the first round. Jake, not too thrilled with his mock, but when we look at the entire draft in total, um, Zach, I know you have some of the names that some of the, the people in the league picked. Uh, so we'll, we'll start there. Like, Zach, what, what were the, the best and worst picks from people from the league that submitted on, the, on their draft cards? Ace, you said the best pick was uh, DJ Chark uh, for the East Coast Wombats, and the worst was Devontae Parker is what I have for you. Um, ECW said the best pick was DJ Chark. I mean, they're picking themselves. We, we need know, to make- 20, I told them on draft night that was the best pick of the draft. I, I, I boosted their ego. We need to we need to make a rule that you nominate somebody else, not yourself, because this uh, you'll see this as a reoccurring theme. Oh, uh, no. So they picked DJ Chark themselves, their own pick, and then they said the worst pick was Antonio Brown. I think we also need to need to make a pick that anything from like round fifteen on cannot be the worst pick. Right. Uh, then we have uh, uh, Chase and Carver. The best pick was Lamar Jackson. Again, their own pick. <laughs> in the third round and then the worst pick was leonard fournette um idp still suck they said the best pick was ryan Tannehill, and the worst pick was deshaun jackson jake how do you feel about that i strongly disagree because he is the starting wide receiver for the eagles uh then we have oh oh, oh, yeah. oh. there's a story behind that because uh, i traded him deshaun jackson last year and he immediately got hurt so, I think there's a little bit of salt. In that Ooh, one. Okay. Wait, did, were they the receiving partner of that trade? They were. Yeah, I traded, ah, I traded Sean Jackson and I got Dak Prescott in return. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be mad too. <laughs> All right, keep going. Uh, so, then the, uh, the West Coast Wombat said the worst pick was Eric Reed, who's not even on a football team. I can't, I can't remember. Who True, yeah. Him. Um, and then the best pick was Jace Sternberger. Is that what this says? random i don't even know um the gall brothers put the best pick was tua and then the worst pick was damian williams that was pretty bad covid covid 19 list player the almond almond brothers said the best pick was lamar jackson and that the worst was eric reed which is their their own pick so they're the (laughs) ones that's the exception if you pick if the worst pick was one of your own players i think that's all right that's a little self-deprecating and then they even knew that they took the uh the worst pick there so (laughs) i like that they took him in the 12th round by the way yikes (laughs) oh my gosh uh jake put the best pick was chase edmonds league winner his own pick jake oh my gosh and then worst pick was uh butker in round 15 no kickers so yeah i can agree with that yeah i i can get down with that um let's see mahomes suggs he said the best 
the best was football team and the worst is Eric Reed. I guess he's saying his whole team is the best. So No, he took the Washington football team oh. defense, I think. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Pick. Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay, I gotcha. Yep. Um and then let's see here. Isaiah forty thirty one put the best pick was Calais Campbell. His own his own pick in round nineteen. And then he says the worst was Rich Rich striking through taken players in round twenty. <laughs> which which Rich did have a pretty bad go at that. So Yes. Uh, but that's it. That was the best and worst of the draft. Wow. All right. I feel I feel like I came out unscathed. Nobody said mine was a worst pick, but yeah. um I think with uh with Jake and with Zach's case, you guys' worst pick selections from other people were kind of hate themed or came out of spite so all in all it sounds like we didn't have the worst drafts yeah yeah yeah. things are looking up all right so let's kind of go like a snake pick here real quick we'll just go through fire off some of our our draft favorites guys who were your favorite picks us three personally who were some steals i'll start with you jake our our mock drafter uh question is who are some steals of the draft yeah steals are your favorite picks for their their value and their selection Whew, man, I think you got to start with uh, Techno getting James Robinson uh, at the very last pick in the 23rd round. Yeah, uh, he's, he's the starting running back for the Jaguars. Uh, I don't, I had him penciled in on my list. I was just like, eh, I'm not going to take him. But uh, I think that could be a huge pick. And I believe they did that last year with scary Terry McLaurin. They took him in like one of the last rounds. Uh, they – accidentally not accidentally but they didn't intend to drop them after just one week so they didn't get any of the value from scary terry but they they're they're good late round drafters for sure um zach who was one of your favorites or steals throughout the draft you know looking back on everything now i think that uh that the gall brothers getting the steven sims guy from washington could be a Mm -hmm. sneaky good uh pick by them as well so things are looking up pre-draft for the uh, gall brothers at the moment yeah, one of my favorites was, and I, I wrote this down, it's not really just one pick, but Rish had a four-pack there because he had the snake pick at 14. He had his first four picks were Tyreek, Julio, Mark Andrews, and OBJ. I mean, he is set with wide receivers and his flex spot. Uh, and then the tight end as well in, in Mark Andrews. I thought Rish had a pretty solid early draft. He was kind of cracking me up with his, hey, I'm sure they've already been chosen, but and the name that he would come up with was not a bad pick, but he was always like hesitant and kind of grimacing as he made the selection. I remember me and Suggs kept looking at each other like, hey, they're still on the board. It's not a, not a bad pick. He was not very confident in his draft, but I thought Rish all in all had a pretty decent draft. Um, uh, Jake, what's, what's another steal or favorite of yours? Well, I think that, uh, you know, you were going along with the theme of Rish with the receivers. Uh, I'm actually going to say that IDP's going really strong on the wide receivers in the first three rounds, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson. And then they grab Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson. Um, I think that they're kind of like a juggernaut potential. So mm. it's not really just one pick. I really like what they did at their Strategy. spot there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Zach, what about you? Another another favorite or steal from the draft? Yeah, I like uh, Greg getting Hayden Hurst in the eighth round. I think that uh, that was a that really good pick for him in Atlanta. 
Yeah, my other one would would be for Greg actually too is was Keenan Allen getting him in the fifth round. I mean, Keenan Allen for the last three or four seasons has been a back of the first, beginning of the second round type of player. And I mean, it's funny, Keenan Allen. I feel like in this league and CMB, he's either been on pace in your face or Greg go, and nobody else. It's like a very Greg pick. So I was not surprised at all to see Greg take him, and I thought it was a good value there in the fifth round. Um, all right, let's go with some of our least favorites or some of our reaches. I'm going to start here just because I don't want anyone else to get the satisfaction of picking this one. A big reach and least favorite for me was James White with the round four pick six. Uh, in full truth, that was a panic reach pick by me. I was not paying the closest of attentions, and I just I grabbed him because I knew I wanted him, and I knew I probably wouldn't get him. Uh, on the on the the later round pick but I think in hindsight I probably could have gotten him in the fifth or sixth round um, I think James White's going to really work out in my favor for the first couple of weeks with Damian Harris on IR and Sony Michelle being banged up but that could just be me talking myself into it um, Jake what was what was a, a reach or a, a least favorite pick of yours I don't like uh, all my brothers going Bosa Bosa at 910 <laughs> you know we all know that defensive linemen it's kind of tough in our league they're very boom or bust yeah and going back to back uh with those defensive linemen um did not like that at all zach what about you yeah that's exactly what i was going to say that just their idp situation right now um just a lot of they drafted a lot of defensive ends which all i mean they are the big names um but i mean they're all defensive ends so that i just thought that that's going to be a little tough um but if they hit you're probably going to lose if you're on the other side. Yeah, another one for me is IDPs, who generally I love their draft strategies, and, and they always end up having really great drafts. That puts them in a position where they make a lot of moves throughout the season, but their drafts are so strong usually that the team that they finish high in the playoff seeding is usually the one they drafted. But I don't know if that'll be the case this year. I'm not a huge fan of the round six selection of DeAndre Swift, and I know that uh, you know Jay is going to give me a hard time about that because I took – J.K. Dobbins three picks earlier uh, and it's up you know for debate here who will have the better rookie season I just I don't like either of those picks my pick or Swift there at round six because and of course the, you know no one knew that Adrian Peterson would be added to that backfield on Friday night at the draft but I think even before then I think he was going to split plenty of time with Kerryon Johnson um, so I just I don't know man the, the the Detroit backfield I'm not crazy on this year going to take some time for anybody to really stand out so round six for for swift was kind of early uh jake what's another one for you leonard fournette in the fifth round uh carver took uh took him in the fifth i really don't like that pick i think he could have waited i think fournette's role is really up in the air bruce arians has said that uh, ronald jones is the starter uh, it's his job to lose um i think overall his running back situation is kind of kind of brutal once you get past Saquon Barkley. So I, I think he could have used a lot of help there. All right, Zach, and then rounding it out, what's what's one last least favorite or, or reach that you found throughout our draft? This may be unpopular, and I and I'm I could be proven wrong very quickly, but uh, Calvin Ridley in the second the second round there, I just. I just find a hard time believing that with Julio there, um, justifying both of those guys going in the second round, both of those wide receivers. But uh, maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe uh, Calvin takes over this year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, bookend picks in the second round too. Julio taking there with the first pick of the second round, and then Tecmo getting Calvin 
the last pick of the second. So I don't know if, if there's that little of a delta between Julio and Calvin. I, I mean, who knows? Maybe Calvin Ridley could close the gap and, and be that much better of a fantasy player this year. But as long as both those guys are in the same offense, it's just going to be hard to find. I mean, you have those years with Julio Jones where he has like two touchdowns in the entire season. And you have others where he has double digits. You just don't know what you're going to get with Julio. I think he's more of the dependent player on that offense. And Calvin Ridley's kind of just, just there for the party as long as Julio's still around. Uh, who knows, though? I mean, we could be wrong. Um, all right, Jake, any other thoughts on, on draft night or from your mock that you wanted to, to go over? Yeah, uh, I really wanted to point out Tecmo strategy. So I think what they did, and we all noticed this uh, in round seven or eight, is that they basically just neglected to draft running backs. Uh, when you draft McCaffrey, you're basically drafting two running backs. If you look at his scoring last year, he was basically the sum of two top 20 running backs. So I see what they did there. They figured they had McCaffrey. We're going to load up on IDPs. Um, I really don't like the receivers. Uh, I think they're really throwing a lot of lottery tickets on the Tevin Coleman, Sonny Michelle. Um, they have like three other, three other guys. Uh, yeah, Darrell Henderson, Naeem Hines, A.J. Dillon. They're really just throwing lottery tickets, and if something happens to McCaffrey, I think they're looking at the ice bucket. Woo! Mm. Wow. Bold prediction. Woo! That's a big-time bold prediction. I was going to ask, Jake, if you had maybe like a best pick of every team, but I kind of like that bold prediction better than anything else you could offer. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, I mean, Jake, do you have a best pick of every team? I have a grade of every team and how, how oh. I think they are. Yeah, let's hear Even it. better. Yeah. Let's, let's go. go rapid fire, team by team. All right, so Tecmo, I actually gave my own grades because these stupid uh, report cards that they give <laughs> on Yahoo stink. So I, I'm going to do my own. Uh, so I give Tecmo a B plus. Uh, like I said, they have lottery ticket RBs. Uh, they have the best defense, the best IDPs, but they basically have no power at wide receiver, and they've got very little depth at running back. Number two, uh, Big Orange Bullies. Uh, I think they had a great first three picks. Uh, they relied heavily on IDPs and like the middle rounds, but I have a lot of concerns at running back. I uh, gave them a B minus. Uh, like I said, behind Saquon Barkley, I think they're really hurting at running back. Uh, moving on to Greg, I uh, gave him a B plus. Uh, Greg always has very balanced rosters coming out of the draft. There's nothing exciting about his rosters, but they're always pretty solid. Uh, so I gave him a B plus, uh, not flashy, but solid. Uh, Isaiah 4031, uh, a very balanced team, but I have a lot of concerns uh, at running back. So when I look through his team, he only drafted four running backs, and here they are. Derrick Henry, Devin Singletary, Jalen Richard, Rashad Penny. Yeah. There is no solid second running back. And I think he's dropped Rashad. Richard Penny, I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, right. I think, yeah, I mean, in this year, you know, I went running back heavy. I, I have eight running backs. Yeah. I think that this is the year of all years where you need stable production at running back, uh, just with all the reduced practices, the craziness going on. Yeah. Um, I think there's a several teams that actually just drafted four running backs, and I think it's really going to hurt them. Uh, I gave them a C minus. Uh, moving on, WCW, I gave him a B minus. Uh, once again, they only drafted four running backs. I uh, really liked their first four picks. Um, 
you know, Kamara, Galladay, AJ Brown, Russell Wilson, those are solid. Those guys can win you weeks. But, you know, like I said, you need running backs. Um, they had three running backs in the first eight rounds and then completely neglected to draft anymore until round 20. And they're pretty much just kind of garbage uh, waiver fodder. Oh. Uh, so moving on, uh, IDPs. Uh, I gave them an A for their draft. I really like what they did when they went heavy on wide receiver. Uh, like I said earlier, they have juggernaut potential. Uh, they had, they do have a weakness to tie in. They drafted Dallas Goddard, but he actually could be uh, a great pick if he decides to produce. And they did invest in IDPs, contrary to their name. So I, I gave them an A, and I like them. I like their draft the most. All right. All right. So moving on to ECW, I gave them a B plus. Uh, they invested heavily in wide receiver. I think their first eight rounds were solid. Um, I think they are a playoff contender. I really like how they piece together their team. So I give them a B, a B plus. Uh, moving on to Kevin, uh, I gave him a B. Uh, I'm going to say that he's he's good enough to be in the middle of the pack. I, I feel like that's kind of where Kevin is, where, where he has been uh, throughout the entire history of our league. I think he waited too long to get quarterback. I think he drafted Ryan Tannehill super late. Um, after there was a huge run on quarterback. So I think that the lack of a, a big-time quarterback to get him those points every week is going to keep him from being in the upper part of the half of our league. But I think he's good enough to at least make the playoffs. All right, Pace, um, I'm sorry, man. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to give you a, a C plus. Oh, man, Pace. Um, I think I, – I don't know – uh, maybe I do know what your strategy was, but I feel like the running backs that you have were a zero running back type, but you didn't execute the strategy. <laughs> so like James White, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Latavius Murray, you know, like that's it behind Eckler. So like if you really wanted those running backs, I felt like you just could have got heavy, like elite wide receivers, elite tight end, got Kittle. But James White, as your second running back in the fourth, um, we talked about that earlier, was a, a reach. J.K. Dobbins might not even play. So I think you're really going to struggle there, um, especially when you got like Marvin Jones as your flex. So I think you're going to have a hard time. I think you need a lot of luck. So I'm yeah, I mean, I go ahead. I I recognize that a lot of the, like the way you were describing Tecmo earlier, I was like, that sounds like my team, a lot of lottery running backs, a lot of like, if this thing breaks, right, I can have a really decent team, but it's, I need a lot of help. And I need a lot of like, like you said earlier, if guys decide they want to produce, which I thought was a funny phrase, like guys can just show up one day and decide they want to like score touchdowns. But I, you know, it makes sense what you're saying. I, I agree with a lot of it. It's, it's, it's rough. I, being in pick nine, I don't envy, I don't envy anybody that has that slot. Like your every pick's gonna be a reach for the most part, unless something falls in your lap. And I did make some some rough moves, so I, I don't disagree with it. Okay. All right, moving on to uh, to Suggs. I thought he had an average draft. I really don't like Mahomes there at one. Time has shown that drafting a quarterback in the first round will not give you success. Like it. It, it, it's repeated every year and yet people still do it. And I don't know why. I think there's like a comfort in knowing that you have the best quarterback. 
you know, you're missing out on three down running backs. Uh, you missed out on Miles Sanders. You missed out on Mixon. You missed out on elite Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill. Uh, and then to follow that up with with Nick Chubb, uh, I mean, he could be a great running back, but you've got Kareem Hunt there. Kareem Hunt just signed a massive contract. They're going to give him the ball. So going Mahomes and Chubb there, and then going three Melvin Gordon, I really don't like Melvin Gordon there in Denver. There's three running backs there. Uh, I think Mahomes is good enough to at least get him, like, in the discussion, but I really uh, didn't like how his draft kind of went together. Uh, so I'm just going to give him a C. As far as uh, Almond Brothers, um, I think they're kind of dicey at wide receiver running back. Uh, Devontae Parker as your wide receiver one, uh, very risky. A.J. Green, great talent. Uh, he's super old. He's your wide receiver two. And then Jerry Judy. So those are kind of like your two wide receivers in your flex there. I really don't like that. Uh, Philip Lindsay, they got him in the seventh round. Uh, Lindsay's going to kind of be hit or miss. Like I said, there's three running backs in Denver. So it's it's going to be completely inconsistent. You cannot predict what Lindsay's going to do every week. Uh, and then going kind of, you know, the heavy on the linemen, tight. They get You draft uh, Travis Kelsey in the second, and then you go Tyler Higby in the eighth. I just – I don't get it. Um, so I'm going to give him a D. <laughs> wow. But they are so, the tight end uh, whisperers, you know, so they had to do that. Yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll let you guys pick me apart. Uh, I don't know if you guys see my board, but I won't give myself a rating. Uh, do you guys want to go in and pick me apart? Yeah, so I know what I'm about to say. Zach is going to rip me apart for this and, and make fun of me till kingdom come, and that's totally fine. But Jake had the draft. Just join up already. Just join Jake up. Jake had the draft. When I got when when my wife picked me up in the in the car uh, leaving the draft, I had this very defeated feeling. And I remember just in the ride home thinking, man, Jake had the draft I wish I had because I know Jake and I have very similar tastes in our, our fantasy wow. content. Wow. And I think Jake, the picks fell in his lap and Jake made the picks that I think I wanted instead. Um, you know, after the run on quarterbacks, I think he took Josh Allen right in the middle or maybe right at the end of the run on quarterbacks. So a really great pick there. Um, you know, Will Fuller is kind of a lottery pick in general, but for the fifth round to get the number one receiver for, for uh, Deshaun Watson, not a bad move. Um, you have a lot of shares of Seattle and Buffalo um, yeah. combined. So, I mean, that could play in your favor. Or it could not. Who knows? Um, I've been on the Chris Carson train. It's fun while it lasts. I, th I think you had a decent draft altogether. I, I don't know if you want me to give you a grade. I don't really know how that works. If you gave me a C plus, I'd give you like, a B minus maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Zach. Um, everybody listening, I can guarantee right now, Pace is texting Jake a plus, 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 plus drive. <laughs> kissy, kissy. Yeah. Yeah. Hard eye, hard eye, heart, 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 heart. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought Jake had a good draft. Um, I like his team. You hope Joe Mixon stays healthy and Kenyon Drake, you know, um, that the boot is not a big deal. Uh, but you got his backup and Chase Edmonds, so you're good there. Um, the only thing that kind of that I remember thinking was Leighton Van Der Esch, which is awesome. He's great when he's healthy, but he's got that neck issue, and that scares mm -hmm. me. Um, yeah. So, you know, you just yeah, I, you, you got to hope that that guy, you know, is is healthy this year. It seems like the Dallas linebackers are cursed or something. 
Yeah. So hey. for the last the last two or three years, I've invested pretty heavily in IDPs, and that is yeah. the one area of my team that is without question um, the weakness. Uh, my IDPs just suck. So I should change my name. Yeah. So Jake, I know you're not a fan of your IDPs, but I will say one last thing. Uh, come week five or six, when I'm 0 and 5, 0 and 6, and and the trade the trade talk begins, uh, come come calling about John Brown and Brian Edwards. We'll talk. All right. Well, Dave, you know I'm always open for business. All right. Hey, next team in the um, – did, uh, did you make a grade for yourself? Yeah, I did. It was a B. Okay. All right. Next next uh, team here. Uh, H&F with the 13th pick. Uh, I, I gave him an A-. minus. Uh, so, basically, once you get to the back end, I thought uh, the last three picks were, were really good – or the last three managers were really good. Um, I think they put together a playoff team. I think they're fairly well, well balanced. Um, I really like that Jeremy Chin pick in the 21st round. I know it's deep, but he's basically like, like one of these safety linebacker guys. And I, I don't know if it's Zach or Brian, but I know that uh, one, of, one of those two guys targets those guys every single year. Those uh, scheme safeties that play up close to the line of scrimmage. So uh, me and him are always duking out, uh, getting those players. Yeah. Uh, I think taking Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, um, I guess, Zach, you can kind of elaborate on taking them 7-9. I thought that was kind of strange. Yeah. We, but, uh, uh, I was just going to say, Brian is a big believer in Brady this year. He thinks he's going to be ticked off and uh, ready to prove people wrong. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I really liked uh, Matthew Stafford, who pays you guy. That's who I wanted. Um, but we ended up with Brady there. So, and Rogers, I don't know. We just wanted a backup, you know, so there wasn't too many options. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you could have had, like, look at the quarterbacks that were taken in round 15, Joe Burrow, Ben Roethlisberger, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, Garner Minshew. You could have waited. You could have gotten Cam Newton in the 10th. Yeah. So are you saying uh, the the reason that that H and F didn't get an A plus was because of the quarterback or? Like yeah, I, I was I was really just questioning that that seven nine quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. Once you're in that tier quarterback, there's really no sense of getting Aaron Rodgers. But um, overall, man, I think I think they got great receivers. They got bell cow running backs. Uh, they've pretty much got it. Um, their tight ends are a little shaky, but. Yeah, I'm sure they'll, they'll manage. They'll trade somebody, I'm sure. Zach, I know you're a fan of the Dan Patrick show, and I know, like, around draft time, DP loves to have on, like, especially quarterbacks uh, who've had a little bit of success in the league, like Drew Brees and Kyler Murray. Loves to have people on like that and read them their draft grades heading into the NFL draft of what, you know, the mock draft. Oh, yeah, or, yeah. How they graded them. And so I think like those guys, I'm going to take Jake's grade. I'm going to hang it in my locker just use it as uh, to fuel my fire throughout the season. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then Wilton board material. We can replay this um, like before the draft next season, something like that. Would that work? Yes. Okay. I like that. Yep. Yeah. Suggs, go ahead and clip that. We'll save it for next year. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Well, hey, Jake, thanks for putting in all the time. I know the, the, the mock draft is fun and sometimes reviewing your own draft and the rest of the league is, is, is even better. So we'll, we'll see how this thing plays out. And, and I know that, uh, after week one, we're in a clean slate right now. Now's the time to make changes and, and um, 
now's the time to to get everything going because less than 24 hours from here it's kickoff yep so so we we left off rish we we got to to hnf oh we, that's we right <laughs> so I, I can't i can't leave rish out I'll, I'll go ahead and give him uh the you know the gray that he really needs and i'm gonna give him an a minus i know oh. that he was extremely unprepared toward the back half he you know his depth is really concerning but you know i see guys like randall cobb like he got super late uh marlon mack uh duke johnson uh he's got cam newton uh you know he invested heavily in the rod receivers like you said pace earlier Beckham, Tyree Kill, Julio Jones, elite tight end, Mark Andrews. Uh, Mark Ingram is still the bell cow in Baltimore, and he's got Kareem Hunt. He's going to catch, you know, four or five passes a game. So if those guys stay healthy, uh, watch out. Uh, but if, if he gets some injuries and stuff like that, his, his depth is going to hurt him. But I think his draft was pretty good, so I'm going to give an A minus. Oh, where's the great, first? Great for Rish. He could, yeah. he could go from uh, ice bucket to first place, it sounds like. That would be something. All right. Uh, Zach, anything for Jake before we let him go here? No, just uh, appreciate the work, Jake, as always. Yeah, no problem. I enjoy it. I really do. All right. Thanks, Jake. Zach, what would you make of Jake's mock draft review and, and the grades for some of the – or for all the teams in our league? I enjoy it. You know, I think it's uh, nice to hear – I mean, obviously, he's taking some time. You can hear him flipping through the pages and stuff. I don't know if you guys can hear that or not, but uh, I mean, he's putting in some serious work on this. And so I always, I mean, you look at our stats on the podcast and anytime that he comes on doing the guessing the, the first round or the post draft stuff, we get a lot of hits, a lot of listens and stuff. So I know everybody out there appreciates it as well. Um, it's just terrible that he's a Kemp fan. That's his biggest flaw. Hey, I did this. I, I wrote down beside every team name, what Jake's grade was for them. So let's, Maybe let's plug that or let's post that in the in the Facebook group as a as a way for people to look to you know listen in and hear what he had to say about yeah, their team. I like it. Maybe it'll spark some old C and B message board um, yeah. you yeah. know conversation. Yeah, we'll see. I like it. All right. Hey, let's move on here and let's move on to week one of the NFL season. Zach, it is time for our first picks of the week. Picks of the week. All right, the first matchup here, Zach. This is Dragon Energy versus the West Coast Wombats. Who do you have in this matchup? Yeah, and I just want to say before we start the picks of the week that you guys saw the result. You know, um, Jeff and Rob got their, the first selection. They chose first overall. And even if you guys don't think that you're going to make a pick week by week, even if you just go on the league, pick them right now, you can click on the weeks in advance Yep. And click little dots really quick for the team that you think is going to win and just mindlessly pick and hit submit. And at least you punch your lotto ticket, you know, to maybe get uh, first place. So I highly recommend that everybody does that. I'm going to try to send out texts to remind everybody to, to make their picks. But if you're, you just know that you're not going to be interested in, in doing something like that every single week, go ahead and just knock it out. It'll probably take you 10 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I think it's it's such an easy thing to do. So why not do it? Go ahead and, and, and you know, there may be, I mean, I know Jeff is the type of person. Jeff, you know, won the league pick him last year. There's no way Jeff Gaw's missing a week. So don't count on anybody like skipping a week and you can catch up. You got to play every week. Yeah, yeah. All right. So in, in Dragon Energy versus the West Coast Wombats, who do you have in this one? Man, uh, 
you want to see there's there's those question marks on I guess on both sides for every matchup right now, you know. Right. But I'm gonna give it to West Coast Wombat. Um you think that Kamara might come out, be hot, you know, and uh, AJ Brown on a Monday night game might show out as well. And I really like Russell Wilson on his side. I know that uh, Rish has got a very solid team as well. Interested to see how Kareem Hunt does. Right. Um, but uh, that Danielle, Dan, whatever Hunter guy from Minnesota, the defensive end, he's on IR Rish. You need to move him. Yeah. To your to injury <laughs> reserve spot. But I'm going to give the edge to the West Coast. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I want to pick Rich. I really do. And I really, I talked earlier, I like this draft a lot. This week one, I'm with West Coast as well. I just think Cam Akers, the rookie running back for the Rams, I think it's his like come out party week one against Dallas. That's going to be a, a that game is going to be so high scoring, I think, in Dallas. Um, you know, Kamara, like you said, he just got paid. He's got a lot to prove. Not really a lot to prove, but I mean, he needs to show that he, that he earned that check. So, I'm with you. I'm picking West Coast this week as well, but I, I'm not down on you, Rish. I know I forgot your uh, your grade there at the end of the, the grade, but <laughs> I think Rish is going to have a really great season. I just I think it starts after week one. Yeah. All right, the second matchup here, the East Coast Wombats versus the Almond Brothers. And I'm going to start with this. I'm going to just go ahead and just say East Coast uh, for the a big reason. Almond Brothers, like, haven't even moved anybody into their starting lineup. Oh, they have. You need to hit refresh. They've done it. Oh, they have. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's see if it changes my idea. Yeah. Nope, I'm still going ECW. <laughs> um, I, you know, I just think it's it's a big week for for ECW. Dalvin Cook's going to have a monster year, in my opinion. He's in a contract year. He needs to get that cheddar. Um, I like Chris Godwin too. I mean, I just I think ECW has a great team, um, and I think they start out hot. Even though Yahoo has Almond Brothers projected to win this one, I'm going to go with ECW. Ooh, boy, I. This is going to be quite the matchup. And the thing that makes it so interesting to me is that the defense, New England is playing Miami. um, And I think that they could really, you know, put up some points like they did last year at the beginning of the season. Um, But that the Almond brothers have nothing but defensive ends in there. I just can't. I just don't know if I can get behind that, but I like their offense. Honestly, I like it. Um, Look at I, you know what I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go Almond Brothers I'm gonna say there that maybe, maybe some of these defensive ends are gonna hit and uh, just kind of explode for some uh, fantasy points if they don't oh my goodness it's gonna be bad but uh, I'm gonna <laughs> go Almond Brothers all right I in this next matchup this is Greg Co versus the Techno Power Runners Greg is the underdog according to Yahoo here but I'm gonna pick Greg I'm gonna go with him here I you know his flex receiver of Darius Slayton I did not like that pick at all I wrote that down in my notes. I, I think honestly, I think he's got Brandon Ayuk, the rookie receiver for the for the Niners, on the bench. I you could make the case Ayuk might be a better starter than Darius Slayton. I'm not big on on Slayton. Uh, Hayden Hurst, I think could have a bounce back year now that he's in a uh, you know in a new uniform and playing with Matt Ryan. Uh, I just like this matchup in Week One. I said earlier that I think you know Dallas and, and the Rams that matchup is going to be high scoring, so he's going to fare well with Zeke. I just like this Week One for Greg despite Tecmo probably having more firepower, I'm, I'm going to pick Greg Coe. Um, since we're talking about Greg, I, and this just kind of uh, goes along with Greg being a Braves fan, the uh, the NFL season actually started tonight in Atlanta, by the way. I, I, I know you, you don't see the score here, Pace, but it's 29 to 9. Uh, Atlanta. Wait, what? The Braves are beating the Miami Marlins right now, 29 to 9. Oh, my goodness. In the seventh inning. Wow. Unbelievable. 
but yeah, looking at this team, I just it's I, I like I'm I'm gonna go with you. Uh, I know Tecmo, they're listening. Mm-hmm. I love their team. I just I got some questions about Sony Michelle. Yep. Um, and just maybe there are other tied uh, or Nicole Hardman, you know. But man, you you never know. Uh, with these sure. things, but I'm going to give it to Greg. I know that we both k- picked Greg to win, and now he's going to say, "Oh, great! Now I'm going to lose." <laughs> I guarantee it if he if he's listening. So uh, I'm picking Greg this week. It's good for us to get either way because, like, if Greg wins, we get the satisfaction of picking it. And if he loses, uh, actually, you know, I take that back. I want Greg to win regardless. There's no op- there's no upside to Greg losing. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're both rooting for Greg. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This next matchup. This is Kemp's crew versus your worst nightmare. And man, we just had Jake on, and I know Jake is always—he's always confident. Like he—he's not like super cocky, but you're not going to hear him ever like badmouth his team or be accountable about bad picks of his own. He's always going to find the optimism. But man, I think he gets boat raced in week one. I'm saying—I'm saying boat race. Like I think Kevin wins by like 25 plus points. Wow! It's—it's it's not even going to be close. And I know Jake's going to laugh at this, but I really think it's going to be rough town population, Jake. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, who I don't think Jake was a fan of that pick because it was such a late flyer on a quarterback for Kevin. Tannehill right now in week one, the Titans didn't put up a single point last year in Denver. They have a lot to prove going back in there. Von Miller, as we saw today, on IR, season-ending ankle injury. No Bradley Chubb for them. I just think Denver, they have a strong defense, but, man, I think the Titans, obviously I'm a little biased here, but I think Tannehill has a really strong week one and, and – shows everyone around the league that last season was not a flyer and that this would or an outlier and that this, there's no regression uh, upcoming. I think Kevin has probably the best, or not the best, but I love his third running back in Raheem Mostert, who if, if Mostert is the guy, I mean, we saw him, what did he have like 10 touchdowns in the playoffs last year? I think Mostert's going to be a big boomer bust player. And I think he has a big first week. Uh, I don't need to keep going. I just, I like Kevin this week. I think that you're trying to play like hard to get with Jake or something, you know, I, I just don't even know if I'm buying all this pace. If anything, it's to Kevin. I'm trying to prove to Kevin that I don't, cause he called me a hater at the draft. I'm like, Kevin, I, when did he call, he called you a hater over what? I was in line getting chicken tenders. And I think he said he didn't like some of the stuff I said on the podcast. So I, oh. if anything, I'm, I'm pandering to Kevin. I'm, I'm proving I'm an equal opportunist. I, I'm picking you to win this week. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I, I think I'm going to give it to Jake this week. Um, I, I want to see it first from Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, um, and, and CeeDee Lamb, some of these guys, you know. Um, so I think I'm going to give it to Jake. I like his IDPs a lot. Um, and, you know, I think Josh Allen is a sneaky play. Um, he, he always has a, some good rushing numbers and stuff like that. You don't really hear too much about him otherwise. But in fantasy, I think he'll be pretty solid. So I'm going to give it to Jake this week. All right, next matchup here. This is the highest scoring matchup, according to Yahoo, for this week. It says IDP still suck versus Suggs football team. And, Zach, I don't know if you agree. I think Matt ditching John was the best thing to happen to Suggs football team. And I think Matt has his best season. Not just this week. His best season he's had since, you know, having John as a part of the squad. Uh, And I think he starts out hot in week one. Um, you know, I, I think, I think Jay and Jacob, like Jake had mentioned, they have like, they're, they almost went zero RB. I know they took Bell a little early, but Le'Veon Bell and Duke Johnson or David Johnson, excuse me, 
those guys are both kind of question marks. Yeah. Dallas Goddard is a number two tight end on his own team. So I, I just, their receivers are so strong. I just don't know anything about their running backs. I don't think anybody does at this point. Um, I, I think Suggs wins this week and it's, it's going to be tight. Uh, I just think, you know, I expect big weeks for Terry McLaurin all year this year. I think the Redskins play behind a lot. And Scary Terry just gets a lot of second half yardage. So I'm going to go with Suggs. Oh, man, this is this is going to be very close. I think IDPs need to change their po- profile picture at this point since they <laughs> get Daniel Jones. I could curse them. Right. Um, but, you know, like you said, the running back situation with them is a little iffy. Um, and I – the firepower of Mahomes is tough. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I don't know. Who did you pick? Suggs? I did, yeah. I'm going to go with IDPs. I'm going to go with All IDPs. Right. And, and if IDPs loses, they have to change their profile picture. I can't pick them anymore as long as Daniel Jones is in there if they lose this week. It's too painful to see those two it, apart, it Jacob and, and yeah, Daniel Jones. Yep. I mean, Courtney, I, I think that was his decision. I don't even know if, if Matt played a factor. I think Courtney's you know, he's trying to find some enemies in this league outside of ECW. Uh, I watch, I mean, he made that move and the whole, the whole league, the whole room kind of, there were some boos, there were some, you know, some gasps. I think Courtney knew what he was doing, taking yep. up Daniel Jones. <laughs> All right, next matchup here, Zach, this is H&F versus Big Orange Bullies. Uh, I'll let you go ahead and, and kind of make this pick for your, for your own matchup. Um, I'm worried. I'll tell you that much. Uh, going up against Lamar Jackson, uh, Saquon Barkley, I think that's a great one-two combo. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what we have right now. Uh, so I, I'm actually going to pick binge, big orange bullies on this one. I try to make different picks from you, but I, to me it's hard this week not to pick big orange bullies. They have a couple question marks. Nobody really knows what Gronk's going to be this year. Um, so that's sort of a flyer at tight end. And I agree with what Jake was saying about Fournette. Uh, I don't know. I, this one's tough. Um, I'm trying to make the case for the other way here. I mean, what, what do you guys like with, with Tariq Cohen starting, what do you, what do you all feel about like when David Montgomery is healthy and comes back into the lineup, what do you do with that third running back spot? You feel pretty confident with, with your RBs? No, I mean, we definitely need some help at RBs for sure. Um, so uh, yeah, you want to make a trade? Is that what this is? No, I'm just looking at, oh. your, at your lineup here. I think, oh, I I think Tariq Cohen, I during we were... the time that Montgomery's out, that could be a really strong play. Um, oh, yeah. I thought we were going to, like, make a trade or something. But okay. No, no, no. I'm going to flip. I'm going to go with H&F. Oh, okay. Yep. I like I liked the matchup this week. I like Tariq Cohen to have a big week. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll go H&F. Last matchup here, and this is the closest matchup according to the Yahoo projections. Uh, less than two points here. Face in your face versus Isaiah forty thirty one. Um, Zach, I'll let you go first. Um, yeah, I like your team. I'm going to give it to you, Pace, on this one. I like I said, I really like Matthew Stafford this year. I think that's a good pick. Is this Blankenship guy the kicker? Is he really the kicker for the Colts, or what's going on? He is. Yeah, the goggles. He. Um, I didn't realize okay. this, but the entire history of the Colts since they've been in Indianapolis, the kickers have been Mike Vanderjack. Adam Vinatieri, and now this guy, Rodrigo Blankenship. That's crazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> They've had three kickers, and this new guy's four eyes, so we'll see if that affects him at all. But, I mean, he's a solid kicker in college. I'll, I don't know. We're talking about kickers too much. I, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm like the last-ranked kicker versus the number one kicker in Harrison Butker, uh, taking in the top ten rounds or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Ah, uh, man, I, I want, I always pick myself no matter what. I'm trying to find some optimism for Jordan here. I can see Derrick Henry having a massive first week in Denver. Um, I think it's supposed to be cold there, to, like for Monday Night Football. It's been snowing in Denver, so who knows? Nah, uh, Mike Evans is going to be hurt. He hurt his hamstring. I don't know if you saw that. Who did? Mike, uh, Mike Evans. He's questionable. Oh, really? He's questionable with that hamstring injury. I bet they take it easy on him. Hamstring oh, wow, yeah. are the worst. Well, and then Mari Cooper had a hamstring injury, and he got the injury report last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pick myself. Sorry, yeah. Jordan. I, I'm trying to – I'm trying to – I mean, if I if I lose this matchup, it is because Derrick Henry had a – like, like we're used to, like, the second half of the season, Derrick Henry just going off and having monster weeks. So, Jordan, if that trend continues, don't expect anything until about week seven or eight from your first-round pick. Yeah. But I hope you're wrong. I, hope, I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he – he shows out all 16 games. But, yeah, I'm going to go with pace in your face. Okay. All right, Zach, before we move on and before we f- wrap this up, this podcast up, um, let's do some picks of the season. So some end-of-the-year predictions before week one. Uh, and nothing's binding here. We're just having fun, just the two of us. This isn't for any, like, contests. It's just who we think now, just based on their week one rosters. Let's go with some picks of the season. So, Zach, in the NFL – what is your prediction for the Super Bowl matchup and who wins the Super Bowl this year in the NFL? From our league, from fantasy football. No, 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 the NFL. So, like, the, the real league. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was prepared for uh, fantasy. My bad. No, no, no. How about I'll give the fantasy one and you give, you give the real. All right. I, <laughs> okay. I'm kind of just, like, thinking of this off the fly, but I think that Drew Brees – makes another like one last run for it i think he gets to close his career out of the super bowl i say they beat the chiefs uh because no team has won back-to-back super bowl since the 0304 patriots i think the saints beat the chiefs in the super bowl um before we do the league winner though who who do you think has the best regular season in cmb maybe that's the team who wins it all i don't know i'm gonna say greg all right greco gonna surprise some people i like that uh, we've been talking about Rich's draft all day. I think our all all uh, podcasts. I think I think Rich has the best regular season uh, record, and I think okay. it'll, it'll surprise himself. Okay. Okay. Just based on his confidence level at the draft, making his picks. All right. Who is your CMB league winner, the champion after it's all said and done? I think that our championship game is going to be East Coast Wombats and Gregco, and. I think Greg Coe's going to win. Oh, my goodness. Greg Coe's going to win the championship. So, it's so funny you say that. I don't, have a, I don't have a matchup picked, but my league winner is the other team in that championship. I have ECW winning the league this year. I need to stop hyping them because it's going to go to Ross's head. Maybe not Reed. He seems pretty level-headed. But um, <laughs> here's the thing is, like, fantasy football drafts are so easy to overthink. But people like Jeff and Rob Gaw, even in, like, a year when it's just been dr- Jeff drafting, they never overthink it. And I think that ECW, Ross and Reed, the last two or three drafts have shown up with a plan in mind, and they have not overthunk it. They haven't let, like, West Coast Wombats or anybody get in their head. I think they just had solid drafts, this season's especially. I think Dak Prescott's going to be the QB1 in our league at the end of the year. Uh, Dalvin Cook's going to be probably a top three running back in his contract year. And look at their bench. ECW's bench is Deontay Johnson, Emmanuel Sanders, Austin Hooper, and some possible upside in Josh Gordon. So I, I just love ECW's team. I think they win it all. 
Wow. All right. right. Last one here, Zach. This is the fun one. Ice bucket winner slash loser. Who's it going to be? Ooh. Um, Unfortunately, I'm afraid it could be um, Isaiah 40-31. All right. I thought you were going to say another Jordan. Yeah. Uh, Why I want is it and not Pace? (laughs) Not you? Yeah, I thought you were, when you said Jordan, I was like, oh boy. <laughs> um, I think that uh, I think Isaiah forty thirty one needs to uh, just make a few different moves there on the defensive end uh, to get himself out of here. Almond Brothers are kind of scaring me with all their defensive ends as well. Um, <laughs> so it could be something due to that. All right, my my ice bucket winner slash loser. And I hate to say, guys, it's don't take it personally. It's just based on the draft because that's what your team is right now. It's the Almond Brothers, uh, and I say it's based on the draft, but there's a couple other factors involved here. So, uh, they it looks like they did set up a lineup uh, as of sometime this afternoon. Um, they have a no trade clause. I don't know if anyone remembers that, but they did say on these airways on our podcast, and I think maybe in the Facebook group that they're not trading this season. So a no trade clause for for the Almond Brothers. Uh, I can't remember the due date, but one half of the Omen brothers is going to be a father sometime in September. Yep. Uh, sometime at the start of the NFL season. So, you know, I hate to say it, James Whitney, but not great timing for fantasy. So you could have planned that a little bit better. <laughs> not going to help out their team. So James clearly going to be, um, you know, motivated for other reasons, I'll just say. So not maybe, maybe not thinking about fantasy. And then it's just, it's finally time, Zach, that a duo – of you know of two managers a duo does a double ice bath we have all of the ice bucket winners have been single teams it's time that two people got the ice dumped on them just think of the possibilities when is the last time that a uh single person won the championship a single uh, greg greg right probably yeah i mean it's been a while yeah it's time it's been a while so all right, those are our predictions for the season. We talked about the week one matchups here. Uh, Zach, anything before we go? That's it. Just set your lineups, make the picks before kickoff Thursday. All right, thanks, guys.